No, but I mean, on a serious note, I mean, if you really add mm-hmm. two and two together, you are going to get a group of numbers that just yeah. don't make sense. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's you really have to think about the collect because you're you're grouping numbers to group other numbers, and that's and then there's that's where you get yourself in trouble. Yeah, there, you know, and then there's the the division Man, and don't don't even get me started on those prime numbers, dude. You know what I'm and then, <laughs> especially if you start doing a bell curve on that shit, man. Dude, oh, dag yo, that's we what just, I'm talking about. Hey, everybody. <laughs> happy new year happy new year everybody welcome back welcome <laughs> back to the show did you miss us did you miss us we were gone for a now we are gone for a whole year we just haven't seen you guys we haven't talked for actually yeah we haven't seen i haven't seen your face for a year now man so i haven't time. seen you since last year is the last it's time i think time. i remember talking to you what was that like 2023 it was a while ago so that, that's a tough yeah year. that's a tough year that was a we tough told that year. joke and immediately lost two viewers so <laughs> huh? uh, that's how that's how stuff goes down the tubes man you, you gotta hold on let me let me retweet this real quick so i can get people to join <laughs> oh man uh yeah the shows sorry yeah I, we're always great like I, I schedule these things hours ahead but i i forget the tweet that that's just I'm going to post on threads because the algorithm there certainly won't sit on a new thread for hours and not show it to anyone until we're off air. That's, that's certainly not how social media would ever work. Well, actually, so this is what I was actually thinking about doing. I think what we should do, we should link up our best of our week um, uh, Twitter channel uh, to a Twitter uh, account or X account. And we also could we could co-broadcast there as well, if I'm not mistaken. I think we could broadcast up to three stations yeah. or you know I mean? I'll leave that one up to you. I have really enjoyed having nothing to do with Twitter for the last several weeks. And I don't think I'm going back. I'm only going back now to hit like private messages and see like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, someone wished me a Merry Christmas and I missed it by like a whole week to let them know like, hey, mm-hmm. I don't come here anymore. There are all these other places that we could talk instead because I'd really rather not support <laughs> this platform in any way. I will let you tackle what you feel we should do with some of that. But <laughs> I we're, like we're, I, we're good. We're here. We made it to another year. We're a year old. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. We're not older yet. Um, I am soon to be, but not yet. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see how things are. But uh, yeah, man, uh, it's. I mean, I, I enjoyed last week. It was kind of like a little bit chill. We, I know we skipped the, the, the podcast, but it was more of a, just relaxing, taking it easy, not really stressing over yeah. too much. And um, put, I think put up one video, if I'm not mistaken. I think the Keychron uh, video, the mm-hmm. keyboard, uh, which yeah, Omar was good. joined quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, weird, like when you get something and you're reviewing and somebody's like, wow, this is really have, cool. Yeah, they have, they have their eyes on it already, so it's like gone before it's even done. Yeah. So it was one of those. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'm enjoying my uh, my OnePlus Keychron uh, keyboard. So I got the OnePlus nice. keyboard, um, and I think the folks over at Keychron liked it that they wanted to work with me again. So yeah, they sent me the Q1 Max, um, and I think I'm getting the Q5 Max very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I, I don't know. It, it's a good. It, they make solid keyboard like seriously yeah. you're gonna have like a whole collection of them by the time by the time you're, you're this sort is of done, through yeah this i'll be like yeah. I'll, I'll be like gifting people on, on like birthdays and stuff here you go 
what is this? It's a keyboard. Shh, just take it. It's not. It's a good uh, keyboard. It's a very enjoy good, you know, it. The, the Q1 Max took over what the 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 OnePlus does. They added 2.4 gigahertz support on it, not just Bluetooth. So the functionality for low latency when you're playing games, especially like if you want to connect it to the TV and do a whole bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. really, really good. Large battery, the same solid build. And the one thing that Omar loved the most was that uh, the knob on the top right were yeah. for volume and pause. So for him, he just basically plays it up there. You don't have to go fiddle around with buttons and stuff, but. I like it. I like Perfect. it. It's, it's, a, it's a solid piece of tech, and um, it's absolutely fantastic when you discover how nice mm-hmm. this type of tech is because he was used to waterproof keyboards for the longest time. Yeah. Uh, I'll say that uh, <laughs> we've had those accidents. membranes. Yeah. Yeah. At his kids, age, kids younger. are. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you say it like that. It's like, oh, Omar's had some accidents, and you're like, did he did he pee on the keyboard? Why do you yeah. waterproof? Why are you saying it like that? <laughs> it As I reach for I didn't mean it a large way. glass of no. water that I'm it certainly not going to spill all yeah, over was, my uh, keyboard right now. It was a while back. I think I forgot what it was. I think it was probably like five or six or something. And we had um, remember like where there's there was a, a while where we had these. I'm not going to call them like a mini key laptop, but they're like a foldable clamshell style laptops, but they're intended just for media consumption. I think that could be, I forget hmm. the name of the, the, the type or the style of the, the, the portable thing. Long story sure. short, uh, we had it on the kitchen counter. He was watching some stuff on it and then somehow, and the whole thing went up. Yeah. You know, it was just not happy with water. So from that day, that I learned, uh, yeah, all of his accessories need to have water resistance. So his keyboard and mouse were both water resistant, but uh, they're horrible for gaming. Yeah, and the last few bad. weeks, he's, he, he's been stepping up his gaming experience, man. He's he's up on Rainbow. We got him on Rainbow Six Siege now. So uh, I was, yeah, uh, it, it was it was the closest thing I can get him to COD without getting him on on Call of Duty. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, it, it's a little bit slower. It's more tactical. He's not playing, uh, you know, uh, ranked yet. He's just playing uh, just a standard, uh, I think, that 5v, uh, 5v5 type of thing. It's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's nothing to that Fortnite's not. And what, were, what were you playing this break? What, what, uh, what <laughs> occupied your time? I will say um, Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare 3. Uh, Really? You know, much, yeah, and I finished the battle pass. Wow. I'm playing zombies. I'm playing Vertex right now. It's like <laughs> the uh, I had I had I mean I'll say this. There was obviously a lot of time where we had just downtime, want to relax sure. and stuff like that. I was still working uh, day job during that during the holidays, so I didn't take any time off. With all the other time off that I've taken during the year, this is like the one time where it'll be super slow. I don't have to deal with it. Yeah, it's like so. I could take vacation days or I could just not work at work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, it is. It, it actually is very, very slow. But like between Christmas and New Year's, it was so cool. Um, the first two days of the week were Christmas and, uh, because Christmas landed on a Monday. Uh, we get two days for the holiday. So we get Monday, Tuesday. And then Friday was my normal Friday off. So my whole week last week was two days. Nice. It was like, why take two Glorious. days? Exactly. Save those two days for CES. That's coming up <laughs> next week. <laughs> I'll, be I, back, I'll be back for our show by, uh, in time I, by next week. I, I always love kind of adding into my CES registration because I'm not going. I, I, I really tried to make the the trip work and it's just not going to work. But I, you know, I registered and everything just in case uh, well, anything I had, yeah, changed I, up into the last I minute. And, and I, mine, uh, I love the uh, the. I, I always love clicking like "Go ahead and send me press emails," yeah. and my inbox just gets murked 
yeah. the the month before. I think in a, our friend Adam Dowd posted something yeah. similar to this on Threads, but I, I I'd like to echo that sentiment too, where. If you're trying to set up your booth tours now, <laughs> you're probably not doing so great at the PR game <laughs> for I mean, CES. No, you, I feel you get a lot of most people are hitting the ground with their schedule pretty well set by this point now. Oh, absolutely. Especially the bigger firms and stuff like that. And for me, it, it, my schedule's been set for... Actually, the schedule has been set for some time, but I didn't realize, speaking of the registration, so I submitted my registration back in November, like early November, and I thought everything mm-hmm. was fine. I, you know, it was going in to get yeah, approved, whatever. Yeah. It sat there the whole time being reviewed. <laughs> and I didn't get the, I, or I think, let's take it back. I think the email did come, but I did, didn't see it or I missed it somehow that mm. they needed more information about, for, for my data and, you know, my, uh, my cover page and yeah. stuff like that. And, um, I didn't see it till, I tried installing the the CES app or early this week, <laughs> and I was trying to log in, log in, log in, and it just was not working. So, I'm man, like, oh, that'd God. have been the worst to hit the ground running in in Vegas and be like, mm. "Oh, oh no, no. It, to, the whole thing would have been totally out the door because I would land there on Saturday or Sunday, go in for media day, and they're like, "Uh, sorry, dude, nothing. You're, you're not on the list. Week. Yeah, not. You'd, I'd I'd love to let not, you in, but you're, you're not, not on the on list." The list. Um, luckily I submitted it called customer service and then within 24 hours I got it. Uh, That's got good. It that was a stressful, you know, 24 hours. Yeah. Thinking, I, like, I feel like CES, uh, for a while there, like up to the pandemic, they were getting really persnickety about like, well, you need to have this many millions of views and this kind of channel, or you need to write for this kind of organization. And then the pandemic hit and the, the sort of r- reason for trade shows has kind of hit back a lot harder so now i feel like ces is kind of back to hey you want to do you want to talk you want to talk about ces you you could come talk about CES. that'd be cool yeah Yeah, yeah. please please no let's do that what i forgot to do is i sent them like information on the like the socials and stuff like that but i didn't send them my Mm. analytics for youtube because they need to see traffic and i'm like okay no no problem i mean long story short we're cool there was a stressful 24 hours and I was like sweating it because look, I... although most of my stuff is off, off the show floor, mm-hmm. um, but I think a couple of the shows, uh, events that we go to like showstoppers and Pepcoms, and yeah. stuff, they need to see your CES badge. They don't just give you, they give you theirs, yeah. but it's usually put on top of, you know what I mean? Like it's, so it's mm-hmm. more like, yeah, you gotta be cool to partake kind of thing. Anyways. So long story short, although I, I'm sure like if there had been something borking, the, the, the people at Pepcom and Showstoppers know who you are. Yeah. No, like, I don't think that one would have phased them at all. If you'd shown up and be like, Hey, there was, was an issue. Here's my yeah. driver's license. You guys know who I am. It would have been fine. And, and in fact, something like that, they are probably way more reasonable about coming up with a conclusion. than someone at CES would have been like, Mo. <laughs> it's like, okay. Who? What do you mm-hmm. say? Como se dice? No, I, uh, it's, it was, it was, like I said, it was, um, I don't know how I missed it, but it was like one of those weird things kind of going well, on. Well, I, so that's, that's what I think is kind of frustrating is I didn't have any issues like that, but mm-hmm. I went through the registration process and it was really vaguely open-ended. It's like you yeah. fill everything out and then you get there and you're like, so I'm, I'm done. I guess I'm good. Cause you just gave my email out to a whole bunch of marketers. So yeah, that's I right. guess so that means we're fine. Exactly. And once you get all those emails. <laughs> so after I got approved on Monday or Tuesday or whatever, Boom! Right, yeah, 
I've been getting, please come over and check out our booth. Uh, get a free yeah. uh, pop or whatever. Uh, not a pop socket, but like one of those back uh, things in there. It's like those are kind of making a deal again. Like a whole oh, no, no, new I, setup of those just got put in at our local Target. I picked up of all for Anya, the accessories um, for because she charges hers in the car pop all the time. Socket. So, but hers is um, well. Actually, I can show you. So I took mm-hmm. her old case. Oops, sorry. Oh, so hers is the fixed one, right? Sure. So it's always connected, but unfortunately, this does not allow you to charge. Right. Sony, of course, now zooms on Samsung. Thank you, Sony. Um, it's very helpful. And now it just doesn't want to. Do- oh, here it is. So long story short, the, the new one I got her is very much thinner, even thinner than this mm-hmm. profile, and it's magnetic. So we nice. have that. We we put the magnetic tape. Uh, sorry, the ring on the back. Um, but yeah, no, I I spent. I spend my holiday time fixing a whole bunch of stuff, rebooting, formatting, doing. cleaning some devices, and um, salvaging this S23 Ultra that uh, I, I messed up by uh, sideloading the, uh, the, the uh-huh. One UI 6 beta without being part of the beta, no. and then I never got an update to get out of the yeah. beta. So, yeah, that was fun. That was, that was, it was a pretty fun cool. time. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I um, mean, for, for me, it was... Uh, I, I'm doing. I'm not doing a PC rebuild yet, but I really should start putting one together. But I'm working with the cats over at NVIDIA, mm-hmm. so this is like the last good upgrade I can do for this system is swapping out the GPU, and then otherwise, I'm kind of maxed for what my workload looks like. Like, well, there's I mean, no point a, in big component that. Fo- sure, I mean, a lot of the stuff you do is yeah. on the GPU, so yeah. in reality, yeah, you need that. But it's it's. I have nowhere left to really upgrade. Like I've got a Threadripper 2970, so mm-hmm. the the only CPU upgrade I can do on this motherboard would be to go to, go to a 2990. Okay, and that's, still... that's a really expensive upgrade for a couple more CPU cores, and that's not going to do much in my workflow. I could add more RAM. I've got 64 gig of RAM. That's not going to do much for my workflow. I could go <laughs> to probably using all of you're probably running like around 32, 32 to 40, something, depending what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I, there are lots of things that like to eat up Ram that I've just gotten into the habit of like, well, I've got all these CPU cores and all this Ram. I guess I'll do this other stuff while I'm also editing a video. While um, Chrome that just there's really the like yeah. nothing else. And this generation of GPUs is probably really like the, the 40 series is like the last kind of gen Mm-hmm. of gpu that i'd want to put on this motherboard yeah. like i'm getting into issues with power rails compatibility you know just literally the sockets are changing for how we manage all this stuff so it, it it's the can this gpu save my workstation kind of video so we'll, we'll we'll see i'm going through the last little bits of testing now that it's in there and it just really does kind of highlight like man my thread ripper system here not a great game benchmarking platform. <laughs> it's a it's a performance per watt that really doesn't make sense for someone like I know what I'll do. I'll play games on a Threadripper. <laughs> it's not it's not really yeah, how yeah. we do that. It, it's a different yeah. It's a different beast. Uh, definitely more functional on multi multi thread functionality. But you could definitely you know you could still game. I'm not saying it's not gonna yeah. you know, play. Oh just... no no no! It does it does fine. But I'm yeah. looking at things like. Like, believe it or not, I might be sort of uh, CPU limited, uh, like on games like Control. Oh. Like, I, I have more testing that I need to do, but 
I'm not seeing the kinds of gains I would expect going two generations newer on a GPU. Oh, that's right. You and went from the 20 series, right? You didn't go to the 30 yeah. series like I did. Yeah, I didn't play I, anything I, with the 30s, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, so I'm running the 4090 for mm-hmm. since middle of last year. Um, that took me some time to get into it. And I'm, when I, once I got yeah. the system stable, but I can't run 64 gigs on, um, with the, uh, with the setup that I have, I keep crashing for some reason. The oh, it's yeah. DDR because I'm still running, uh, not still, cause I have DDR five Ram. Um, yeah. and for some reason they haven't worked out the mechanics in there. So I'm waiting mm-hmm. for a few more software updates. Uh, but at 32, even with 32, it runs fine. I, I surprisingly yeah. rarely ever jump over, but control is, like I'm surprised that that level of uh, issue. I was gonna say level of control, I, out of control. I've but, got you know. some theories, and I need to do some more testing. But there will probably be a video out, hopefully sometime next week, uh, okay. talking about what that's been like. Because <laughs> that's what you don't use any it's like, uh, Cortex software, do you? Razor Cortex. Stuff? Razor so- uh, Razor software. You don't use like a Razor no. accessory or anything. Okay, then you're good. For me, I yeah. I've, I've had some issues playing or doing stuff when Cortex is running. It somehow no, no 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 nothing like that. I mean I I mean I've got a lot of MSI kit, so I'll run mm-hmm. Afterburner. Um, but I am trying to use Firestorm just because that's uh, the software that's sort of built to come with this. So yeah. we'll see. But it, it, I'm I'm hoping it'll be kind of a fun way to sort of kick off just an expansion of some of the things that we're going to be talking about this year, not hardcore PC building and testing. Like I can't go and be a gamers Nexus or a hardware unboxed, but um, from all the little mini PCs, the project builds have been really fun. So uh, I'm going to be looking at how to do a Google photos replacement. I did my video about what's the laziest way to fix Plex. Um, just throwing compute power and really inexpensive compute power at some of these problems. So I'm, I'm hoping that's, that's kind of a fun way to tackle some of these conversations just to, I miss, I miss some of those new egg projects that, cause I'm not yeah, you, there. You guys, yeah. You yeah, guys like, got to like shake it up on my knee, own knee deep in builds every week with components. Oh, it's so great. Like that. I know. No, I, I, I remember the days, man. I, I miss, miss you guys being there. You and Trish up there. Really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So, so I'm definitely trying to get back to a little bit of that. But obviously, both of us are still super into mobile. Um, I, I think I said hello. Welcome to this being a tech podcast. Uh, probably missed our normal terrible intro. intro. Um, but uh, you've been playing with the phone, and I've been playing with the phone. I'm very happy to, to see that you we're both finally playing with the same amazing phone. It's a pretty cool phone. It is a kick-ass phone. It is my daily driver phone now. I have switched. Pretty, pretty. Ooh. I have switched to the Vivo's. Uh, did you were... did you tell Android Basha that that's what you were going to do? I haven't really watched the video. With, um, well, oh, you mean. Uh, it's a lot? No, so, so because, uh, so, uh, okay, so the video that Juan's talking so about. So you're stuff, a liar is what you, you're saying. No, 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 no. Is that you I, lied I, to, to, to our good friend. I still use the Find X6 Pro. The Find X6 Pro is my phone of the year. If I have to say there's a phone. That's that not, that's not the, the video criteria. He's asking us, what phone are we going into 2024 as our, as our daily driver? Phone. And you just admitted yeah. That your daily driver is well, the just, Vivo I, X100. I just switch to it. 
I did carry with me, but I just <laughs> so literally tens of minutes into twenty twenty four. I feel like I feel like that that that's on the legal precipice. <laughs> There's some absolutely legal gray matter going on right now, and I will have to apologize. So I, I mean, because my a lot in my, in a few my days, personal is is I t- I said I was gonna try and rock a foldable, so I am yeah. trying to make um, uh, OnePlus Open. The go-to, I'm going to pick it up. This is where my personal phone number is is actually sending calls and texts and things like that. But I have an eSIM in the Vivo, and it's making it real hard so, okay, <laughs> to, so, to keep reaching for the open. What happened to me. The biggest thing that happened to me for me is, um, so the Find X6 Pro and the Pixel 8 Pro were running my, my data. I have both, because I run two devices, work and personal. So the the phone that we're looking at, one's putting up on camera, is surprisingly surprising. Okay, so I, I but I had a really bad start. This was the biggest problem. So when I was first recording the video for uh, for Salah, because mm-hmm. remember you had to submit this thing. I think like probably end of November, uh, probably beginning, beginning of end of December. Yeah. My initial okay. So by the time I got the Vivo, as you remember, and even my video, my phone wasn't <laughs> running right. I had glitches mm-hmm. all around, and I had battery issues. So yeah, mine got delayed in customs. I didn't get it till like a week ago. So, yeah, so I'm I'm way behind everybody else. I, I although I wanted and I had a lot of aspirations to it, um, the Find X6 Pro still beat it for me in not only just function, performance, camera, and I still use it. This is the thing about it: the Find X6 Pro is in literally performance uh, footage is almost in almost all my videos uh, from 2020 since I got it in mm-hmm. April. So to say that I, that there is a, a phone that I'm carrying with me that I'm going to keep using outside of taking the Pixel, which I'm going to transition out of. Is technically Vivo. correct. Yeah. The best kind of correct. Yes. And that's the, that was the the uh, the intention <laughs> behind what the Find X6 Pro, because I also did another collaboration with another tech YouTuber. You have mm-hmm. uh, that asked me, it's like, which was the one phone that kind of like you like, but kind of messed you up a little, like they kind of put you in a weird spot, but you kind of liked. And mm-hmm. the Find X6 Pro is also feeding into it. And it's purely because of the, it's a great phone. It's an amazing phone, great cameras, good band support, but it's not an international version. It doesn't have full Google yeah. support. I don't have nearby share. Some of those things that I rely on to use are not there. This is literally where the Vivo just checks off. It's just all coming and swinging. Screen. Yeah. Absolutely. The 9300, once I got that software update, it just it fixed the glitching. So that was one. The other software update that you and I were talking about when you when you got that one in the morning yep. fixed my battery problem. So the yep. battery for me, for some reason, I was running through massive battery. This drain. is and, and and it's the international it's an international it model. I, I'm exactly. assuming we'll we'll probably see some kind of pro plus just for China only later on in the year. I have but this feeling, is the first yeah, it's gonna be the same again, yeah. This is the first import running a media tech that has had reasonably good uh, band support for both of our suburbs um, on on t-mobile's network i picked i'm getting 5g's yeah you know what i mean like last year's vivo didn't and that was a qualcomm so the 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 last i mean like the international xiaomi 13 the 13 pro had pretty reasonably good so that qualcomm radio has been in good shape Yep. For international 5G. This is now starting to feel like the first year where these imports on both sides, the Qualcomm and the MediaTek side, are yep. decently supporting. 
at least T-Mobile bands. I'm I'm not I'm oh, not doing absolutely. anything else on like AT and T or Verizon AT&T right now. No, I, I put in my AT and T SIM card and then I got a text from AT and T saying Blah. your device is no longer support supported. Please upgrade to a newer device. Their like, their system, their whitelisting system is draconian. Where AT and T used to be one of the best. Oh, like I would get like Korean LGs yeah. in and like AT&T would just fire right up. Well, um, this is the first year I'm fe- feeling a little bit more comfortable saying like there's more, there's better potential here where you're not just going to be stuck on LTE. We don't have full band support for North no, America, no, absolutely. Yeah. but it's been real good. I mean, both of us are pulling easily hundred megabit per second downloads oh, absolutely. In, in reasonable sub six coverage. And that's, kind of about what i can count on for my native my north american uh regioned phones so this is a this is a big step this is a big step not just for vivo because they've been i've imported vivos before on qualcomm chipsets um but this is yeah see that's 30 up that's great that's on the eSIM. was not on the at&t band yeah so this was just me running eSIM. yeah so uh, I'm I'm very encouraged. Whatever MediaTek is doing with their radios, it seems to be opening up a lot of support for. And this also just helps if you are in a region where you're shopping Vivo natively. Mm-hmm. If you go and travel, your phone will likely have better support in more regions Absolutely. around the world for all these different flavors of 5G. And 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 I think this is the nice thing about it. And for me, the reason why I like this conversation that I was trying to lead into it is. The last three years of CES, because of some dude named Juan, I've been <laughs> using Vivo phones to cover yeah. the event. It was the X70 Pro Plus, the X90 yep. uh, Pro. No, yep. no, was it the Pro Plus that you gave me? The, it was the Pro Plus. Yeah, yeah. X, I, I did the X70 Pro Plus X70 was Pro the first Plus, one. And yeah. then we did the X90 Pro last year. And this year, we get the X100 Pro. So I am set. I think my CES coverage is continuously yeah. going there because just, it just it's that good of a phone. It's and and, and just... I, I have the X90 Pro here also. So yeah. um, I, I recently wrote a first impressions just on the photography for the X100 Pro. And I also did publish um, my benchmarks. So all of oh, the yeah, video yeah. rendering yeah. and yeah. podcast mixing and all that stuff, all that's on the Patreon. One of the things to spoil part of that conversation is... It took me a long time to kind of get over what the X90 Pro wasn't because okay. it's not a Pro Plus. And what they omitted from the Pro Plus felt like a ultra more wide. significant downgrade. Not yeah. just the ultra wide because the Pro Plus is the quad camera setup. Oh, and the right. X90 Pro has this portrait sensor that I don't think it needs because it also has this crazy one inch sensor that looks great when you do a two times crop. So the X90 Pro to me is a very odd collection of compromises where the X100 Pro, it's it's probably not going to be as good as a Pro Plus model might be later on in the oh, year. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm sure they'll put other things in there that are gooder, but there's almost none of that feeling of it being a compromised phone just for a nicer phone to exist. Like this thing goes toe to toe with the camera sensors and the resolutions and the capabilities of a pixel eight pro mm-hmm. while it's also rocking the most powerful collection of CPU cores we've ever seen in a phone the the 9,300 feels like a generational jump on the eight gen three 
which is a pretty good generational jump on the eight gen oh, two. The the eight gen. This is shocking. Can, so the the IQ twelve has done. It was very very surprising, and it was very nice. Yeah. As a, as a oh, and thank you for letting me borrow that. By the way, I need to get that back to you. I'd. I guess maybe I'll, we'll meet up after CES and I can hand you we'll back have, that phone. <laughs> we'll have to make a special delivery. Well, no, 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 definitely. No, but what I meant to say is that the, the IQ kind of kicked me off with a really good impression of what the HN3 is going to do. Yeah. Now, it's, I mean, know, it's a solid performance upgrade. It really We already is. know that January is going to be plastered with HN3 devices. <laughs> That's beside the conversation. For sure. Uh, the, the biggest thing I say when I got the 9300, my, my issues were concerning because I felt like I was ha- I had a faulty device. I felt like I had some kind of a hardware issue. And luckily, it was absolutely software. And I wasn't the only one, just so you know. Uh, quite a bit of people with the Chinese variant also had similar problems. And some of the people that was even talking to me on Twitter and so on, that they were like literally ready to return the phone. Like the day of <laughs> packing, yeah. they got the RMA, they were going to go pack the device, reset it, update pushed in, and then they finally became functional. Again. Mm-hmm. Once I got over that, it has been surprisingly it, it's, it's surprising good. and it's really nice it's fluid it's really it's good fast, it's responsive okay i'll say this I, so I mean like whenever call, we say things like fluid flat fast and responsive i i, I and i know you you're digging into I'm this talking, i'm, I'm just custom with a custom launcher i'm not talking yeah, just based, yeah, yeah i'm, I'm, I'm still about, catching up but i ran like the silly hardcore tests that i run i need people to understand this is a CPU core configuration that is not dissimilar from what companies are trying to put into tablets and Chromebooks and laptops. Like if you look at this chip opposite something like the Snapdragon 8CX Gen 3 that's yeah. in the Surface Pro 9 or the uh, the Robo Encala, yep. this is a chip that, uh, that, that's a chip that's designed to do battle with like uh, an Intel Core i3. Exactly. Like not it's 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 not going to displace a MacBook, but it's a chip that is is a, an astounding performance per watt in a desktop space, and the Dimensity ninety three hundred is kind of murking it <laughs> in a phone with a much smaller battery, much smaller uh, surface area for thermals for cooling, and and I'm not exaggerating when I say. This is an order of magnitude. It's a generational jump for anything that's CPU bound, not not GPU bound, because I still think Qualcomm fights really hard oh, when yeah, it comes Adreno to versus, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. I think yeah, yeah, Mali, uh, uh, Adreno the, versus the GPUs. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I but think, the uh, second you throw a CPU bound task at this, there's nothing that is touching. I've never seen performance like this that fits in your pocket and doesn't melt your hand when you try was, to hold it. It was also the, yeah, the thermals <laughs> have been definitely much better, uh, much better, much better I, than I, mean, I was expecting. Gener- generationally, the A Gen two was better than the A Gen one, and the A Gen three sure. and the eight ninety three hundred are, are all benefiting from the the fabbing and and of course the way we have mm-hmm. everything set up. It, the the thing that surprised me the most when I say fluid and, and running. Even even some of the best devices on the market, I, what I've seen from at least companies like Samsung does this thing when you install a custom launcher, there's somewhat of a delay in the performance. Like the device, the, yeah. the UI doesn't flow. It doesn't run fluid as it should be. And you get used to it because I want to run Nova. I don't want to run one UI. I mean, I like one UI, but I prefer Nova. Nova for mm-hmm. me is, is 
it has been the one the one app that I've bought in my in my entire existence on Android that has paid itself over and over and over and over with every device that I go to. So when you run it on, let's say on there on there, you notice some devices, let's say with Moto yeah. and even with Pixel, after For some sure. time, there's some glitches. Oh, and yeah. I, I don't know if it's Android 14 specifically or just basically, you know, Juan disappearing on me. But it's one yeah. of those things where the, I'm still here. Oh no, no, I know, I know. I, I, we just your your face looks a little bit pale. I just wanted to let you know. I've um, been having this issue with uh, my my camera not wanting to work. I might I might like jump in from like a phone or something just to to see what's going on. Yeah, but it no, keeps no. locking up, and I don't know why it's locking up. We're doing it live, folks. We're, We're doing, doing it live. It's an interesting UI, though. the 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 default camera face in there has a an audio ring around it as you speak. It mm-hmm. expands and it shrinks, so it's doing something. Uh, yeah. But what I, what I meant to say is like even the Pixel Eight, okay, and the eight, and the Eight Pro, right, and or even the Motos that I've used early in the year, they're great initially. But Moto for some reason is sticking to a lower amount of RAM, which I feel like they need to jump up a little. Oh, it's higher. so rough. Yeah. And when you try to run Nova for an extended amount of time, you have multiple apps running, a lot of things running in the background. You will tax that system. Eight gigs suddenly becomes kind of a constraining experience. Where mm-hmm. Pixel becomes a little bit more frustrating on my side is it's not locking up the UI, but it does, just doesn't draw the UI correctly. Like I'll no. click on a folder and it supposedly it's open. The shortcuts are in the right spot, but I can't see it. So I ended up having basically to close, open, do a whole bunch of things for it to kind of draw. The, the Vivo has been running really nicely for me. And I think overall the support, the band support, the storage, I'm glad that it's also 512 where with the Pixel, I'm having to delete so much off of it. I, I really should have just switched into a, a 512 or a 256 i think 128 is just too constrictive when you're when you're shooting a lot when you're taking a lot of pictures when you're doing well and we should mention that when vivo sent out some of these devices that they are the the top spec versions of the X100 very thankful Pro. That they, were, they were able to accommodate sure that sure, sure sure but, but the, the the point that i'm getting at is the top spec version of the vivo x100 pro if you import it is currently on sale on giztop for 899 yeah. So we're talking about a phone with 16 gigs of RAM and then holds another 16 gig on your storage as a swap yep. space with a 120 watt charging interface, a 5,400 uh, 5, milliamp hour battery, a trio of brutal high resolution cameras um, and 512 gigs of storage for a hundred bucks less than what we would expect a good version, but not the best version of the Galaxy S24 Plus. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it'll be the S24 Plus. Really the That's plus. insane. Uh, it, it, no, no, it's crazy. Dude, the uh, Gistop sent me the um, uh, an email saying that they're selling the OnePlus 12 for $100 off. Yeah. Like, prices are starting to go crazy. Like, I mean, obviously, we don't even have the 12 <laughs> the, in the international market yet. The phones aren't even right. technically yeah. out yet. And yeah. <laughs> no, no, already, the price that, is already going crazy. That's the That's the level of like why a lot of people picked up the uh, the Vivo X100 Pro I mean cuz it, it's a, such a solid recommendation like there's yeah. a few devices in 2023 I'll say the X90 Pro was a decent one the Find X6 Pro if you want to import and deal with the whole import process that would have been one of my other one but the honestly the Xiaomi 13 Ultra and the Vivo were the two best recommendations cuz they were international yeah. they're available you can import them and customize and use them fully with all the functions and I'm really hoping with all the rumors we're seeing with the Find X7 Pro that it ends up being an international model because if they're, if they're trying to do the whole one year on off kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, these devices are crazy good. 
Um, and I, I wish there was a desktop mode. That's about my only rec- my only wish on this. But uh, that fast charging in the morning, dude, I wake up, plug it in, it's done. Mm-hmm. Right? Unplug it and it's off the it's charger for the good. rest of the day. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. I, I, I'm going to say fun, fun touch is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But once you run you know, Nova on top of it in the front, it's usually pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, no. I, I'm yeah. glad because uh, like I said, I think last year there's nothing wrong with yeah. the Vivo X90 Pro. The Vivo mm-hmm. X90 Pro is a fine phone. And it does some things that, again, in a price-to-performance kind of comparison are very encouraging. Yeah. But... <laughs> it just, I played it with wasn't... the X90, X90 Pro Plus, dude, at, in, at Vegas. And the X90 Pro like, Plus just gets that little bit more excitement oh. on what... Yeah. See, I'm going to be really curious now. So let's say there's a Vivo X100 Pro Plus. Yeah. Are you... Do you think it makes any sense to switch over to a Snapdragon? I'm really torn on this idea because it, I think they be... actually have an argument to be made that oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. the MediaTek they should is the more them. powerful device yeah I'm it, it's a tough it's a tough call to to make because I've we've seen them do that right we've seen them typically pull for the Snapdragon being as the most performer. And I don't know if it's a, it's a price performance. Um, I don't think it's a performance issue. I feel like there's somehow something to do with the label of the, the, the SOC for some reason, mm-hmm. you know, MediaTek and Dement, uh, sorry, and, and Qualcomm are still seen as, you know, one and, you know, number one and number two, it needs more time and more, more companies to start venture. I mean, we have more devices, absolutely way more devices than we had in the past running MediaTek chipsets. And we're talking sure. about like the eight hundred, uh, the eight thousand series, the seven thousand series, and yeah, obviously the the, the nine thousand series that we have. The ninety three hundred, I think, right now we've seen one. I think Xiaomi more than likely will release something at some point with a ninety three hundred. And yeah, I mean that makes sense. But yeah. I, what I mean is internally to Vivo, because internally to Vivo, yeah. I, I would have to imagine that there's still probably a cost savings going with MediaTek over. Snapdragon. I would imagine, I would imagine so absolutely for your for your parts list. That means you can spend more. I mean, again, let's say this is going to ballpark for being around a twelve hundred dollar phone, depending on region. Yeah. Now you're not spending that extra ten dollars per unit on an HN three, and you've got all the the benchmarks to say that it's the most powerful chip with the N two two and the Geekbench scores, and that means that's ten dollars per unit you can put into another camera sensor or faster RAM or different storage or something like that. So um, th- that to me, I-, I feel like Iku should stick with Qualcomm and Vivo should should move over to MediaTek. No, no, absolutely. And the X-Series can represent that photography focus. It matters a little less to me if I'm 5% behind in gaming the, the, when the most... V3 chip and the CPU cores are just <laughs> indomitable right now. So that was the thing that I appreciate about it is that we do go to the V3 on the Vivo, where on the IQ we weren't. That was there's yep. a big difference in the color science and oh, the, the image, image processing that we got there. Um, our buddy Nick Gray is in the chat also kicking with us and saying here and while, while we're talking about MediaTek. What's up, Nick Gay? Who, who 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 fabs the MediaTek? Oh, it's TSMC. It's we we, we good with TSMC. It's the same fab, the same factory, the same molds. No, not the same molds, but similar. You know how similar, we do. Similar, similar structure. But yeah, no, nice to see you, Nick. Hope you're doing well. Actually, um, I'm going to hopefully be, also be seeing Nick in the next couple of days or so uh, as we're oh, all right on this uh, 
you know, technology mecca kind of thing, you know, CE in the S kind of thing. But um, is is Nick is Nick going to be at CES? As far as I know, I, I, that's I think Nick, so, right? That's Nick Gay, not Nick Gray. Oh, Nick Gay. I am so sorry. You got you got you got to check you got to check your prescription there, buddy. I hold on, <laughs> let me go let me go blind. Uh-huh. No. You know, absolutely. You I want... mean, not not to say that we wouldn't want to see Nick Gay at TSMC. I'm just short. saying. No, 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 no. We are one. I'm almost short. positive that's not who you think that is. <laughs> no, no, it is. You are absolutely right. I am missing one letter, Nick. I do apologize. I mistook you for somebody else, but I appreciate the question. Uh, but yeah, it is ESTMC, TSMC, and you are correct. I am, I am blind. No, but no worries. I, I was looking out for you it. though. I appreciate it, but <laughs> this is one of the reasons why I typically don't. Uh, uh, engage a lot with the con- the computer sitting three it's feet good, away good. and obviously to make it look like we're talking at each other I'm always looking at the camera I'm not looking at the screen so my camera needs to probably I should probably put the camera or put the display my, the computer in front of it but short story is um, yeah it, it's Nick Gray that I'm going to see Nick Gay I'm not sure if he's going there but if he is uh, please you know hit us it, up it, and, and, and reach out to TK because we would yeah. we would love to meet up I'll be he the would guy love to meet up with, with you uh, too. with smartphones, not cameras, uh, to cover. <laughs> no, no, seriously, and especially my, uh, Vivos in the field because uh, Vivos I, I, and I'm have a lot to say. Vivos and Oppos are going to be running and I'm, I'm literally running and gunning of these things. But um, the I, so I'll say this: I the, on the telephoto between the Vivo and the and the, and the Find X Six Pro, I'm still a little bit leaning towards the Find X Six Pro on the telephoto. This just to me, it holds a very special spot the way that it's been done on Oppo. But when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, the X the X One Hundred Pro from when we first saw it and we we saw this funky version of you know what they were showing us at the at the summit um, to what we have right now and with the with a few updates onto it, I'm very mm-hmm. very happy with the way it's performing and. Um, Finally, the, the team over at Vivo, the PR company, was very very nice and, uh, and helpful, trying to help me troubleshoot all of that. Um, and once the update came in, so now I'm, I'm actually trying to finish up my review. So my some of my review will also be covered through CES, which is one of the reasons why I haven't pushed out a video for it yet. Yeah, um, I did the initial, you know, first 70, 72 or 24 hours kind of thing. That mm-hmm. did well. And we'll do the video for that uh, very, very soon. So, yeah. Sure. So, yeah, I, I felt bad because they, the Vivo PR team was like, oh, are you going to do a video about this being the best phone of 2023? And I'm like, well, first of all, I don't have it yet. <laughs> and second of all, it's... It's a 2024 phone. We, we've kind of done a video about how we're calling it a 2024 phone. Uh, you know, I, mean, I don't need to explain all that. It, it's, so. it's a, yeah, it, we have to get through this year of adjustment for the whole timing. I mean, Samsung just announced that they're launching their Galaxy in January, just a whole month earlier mm-hmm. than they used to do it before. Um, OnePlus, I think we're going to be seeing very, very soon. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Xiaomi, I haven't heard anything. I'm kind of surprised. The 14's been out for over a month. I'm hope I was expecting by now yeah. that we'd have a global launch, like somewhere, you know but what I mean? Like, I, I, the, yeah, they're playing no. that one pretty close, pretty close to the vest compared to Vivo just yeah. sort of coming out swinging. It, it, but Vivo did that as well last year. I feel like the X90 Pro that we got last year did come around about the same because I had it with me. And uh, <laughs> is that you connecting multiple times? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm going to try and reset here. So for just a second, you're going to oh, see you this, this other version of me. And then I'm going to back out and come back, back in real quick. quick. I'm going to remove you from here. Up oh, okay, let's bring you back. Are you in? Hey, how's oh, that? Yeah. That's actually much better. 
visualize. I mean, we we definitely have a beautiful. We'll, we'll, we'll let that hold on. I'm going to jump right back in though, because right now you're just on the phone mic, and I don't want there to be weird echo. Like here, if I think I turn you up enough so I can hear you, okay, you might hear yourself. I well, yeah, no, no, there's no echoing on my side, but let's see. Hopefully, we can. And oh, that's let's see if that Voila. works. Welcome back. Except that I think we need to mute. Okay, another dude. So I'm almost positive this camera is going to lock up again at some point. No, well, you're still connected <laughs> on the other one. You're still. You're yeah, in I know. Yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll just do that as obnoxiously as we can, where I'll pop in and pop out as as quickly as I can. This is so, this is going to do beautifully on the audio version of the podcast. I, I, yeah. I, I'm not editing any of it. It's it's all going in there. <laughs> Leave this, all this of all of been, the this has there. been the best. Good. I love no, no, it. I, I think so. I guess what I'm trying to say is the. It's very promising as a device. Gaming, obviously, there's no question. It handles the gaming. I mean, for me, I, I already think we are overpowered. Well, what, what have you played on it? I, I don't want to spoil our, our videos, spoil our reviews, so, but, like, I, I've now switched over my um, my game benchmarking. I was using uh, Bright Ridge for okay. a while. It's a very old sort of uh, PC-style graphics settings, but it's sort of PlayStation 3-era polygons and graphics and stuff but it's a really lovely sort of uh, fantasy exploration type of game Mm -hmm. and you could see like there was this generational shift and i want to say it was kind of as we were getting into the eight plus gen one where it just didn't matter anymore like you could go full resolution 1440p gaming it's easily pegging like 50 to 60 frames per second and then the game's just done and and so now I've been looking at other, like, what do I use to benchmark? And I don't play Genshin. So that means that's the only game that's ever worth talking about in it, it's Android phone It's more about how, how it pushes the device to, like, it literally drives. It's, for some reason, it's just it's so not optimized for anything that it just, anything you put it on, it just drives it up. It, like, heats up and, and stutters after a while. Uh, for me, it's typically Genshin for the stress test. How okay. long can I play Genshin before it starts barking? I just feel like it's it's we're setting Android up to fail when we know that the developers of Genshin have not optimized it nearly as well as they have for iOS. Absolutely. They don't support things like controllers or alternate input like they do on iOS. Yep. And yet we're still seeing phones beat the iPhone in top tier performance for oh, Genshin. Good. Like Yeah. To me, it's like, why not try to find games that actually are really well optimized for Android and then see some crazy performance metrics from these new, like, uh, because again, I I said this in my little uh, Patreon post, this isn't really much of a spoiler here, but on paper, we're talking about GPUs and phones that are battling somewhere in between a GTX 1050 and a 1050 Ti. Like, those are 80 to 100 watt GPUs. And here's this little phone chip <laughs> that is scoring it, very similarly in terms of raw performance, in terms of raw horsepower so there. For, for me, the biggest challenge right now is, is a couple of things. A, the device hasn't been out for a long. And, and I say this specifically because even some of the editing tools that I'm trying to use to, to benchmark the performance on it, don't recognize that it can actually perform or that it can render 4K. Like, it's weird. Like, the just whitelisting almost, like, a, uh, the device is sure. so new. So when I try to benchmark it, I try, 
although I realize that Genshin or Genshin is a, um, it's kind of like you're, 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 you have the deck kind of stacked against you on that one already. You know, going mm-hmm. into it, that there's typically going to be something that's going to board it. How well does it handle it and how long does it go is a typical indicator for me of the stress test of how long I can actually get it through. It's not must, I, I know okay. it can run the game. And if I don't run it in high resolution at 60 frames per second, it runs it for quite a while. There's not an issue. Right. And the game plays well at 30. Um, the 60, no, 30 frames per second is garbage. You, you can't, you, I can't do it. Can't play yeah. games like that. 30 FPS. I'll, I'll explain why in a second, but please, please continue with, no, with no, Genshin. I'm, I'm with you. But what, so for me, Genshin's <laughs> always been that type of test. The other test that I like to do is uh, consistent back-to-back matches in Call of Duty and PUBG. Those are the extended See, that makes more time. sense to me. Yeah, I know those... there are a few other folks out there that actually look at this stuff, but we never see, you know, like you look at uh, like Geeker One or mm-hmm. um, uh, Golden Reviewer, and for some reason the game they all think is the one we need to apply as the primary metric is Genshin. If you gave me performance per watt metrics on something like COD, that mm-hmm. makes perfect sense to me. Oh, uh, Fortnite, um, what, what's the other sort of battle royale that's not as popular, but it's kind of like a distant third? Oh, anyway. Uh, um, there's another one. Apex. So, yeah. Some, Apex. yeah. Apex. So, so oh, like... I, I, okay, I, I just don't understand. I don't play those games. And as we've seen before, a game, a, a phone that can run Genshin really well might totally tank on something like Undead Horde, where you're talking yeah. about unit management less all of the fancy GPU for graphics. You're having to manage tons and tons and tons of, of individual characters on screen. So one of the games that now I'm switching over to is I, I feel like I need to represent something either first person or third person, like uh, I was using with Bright Ridge, but Bright Ridge is just completely outclassed. Like, it's it's not worth benchmarking anymore. So I've shifted over to Alien Isolation. I was about and, to say uh, Alien Isolation because I remember... The, the, the user Sparta over on yeah. my Discord um, hooked me up. I mean, there was like a whole Reddit post about it, but now you can go into the, uh, the, the sort of optimization settings for mm-hmm. Alien Isolation. If you get Alien Isolation, just install it out of on Google Play. It's going to play well on a Snapdragon 855. It's going to hit 30 frames per second, and it's going to be locked at 30 frames per second for mobile. But if you go and edit their preferences uh, file, you can kick that up to 120. And oh okay. my god, yeah, does that game look amazing? At f- average frame rates above 100 frames per second on phones. Oh, COD. It's COD plays so much better. Stunning. Oh, my God. You drop a resolution a little bit, but you go high frame rate. Those are the games. It looks so good. Yeah. yeah. And, no, no. And, and like with you there, because you can also set your scaling. Yeah. So now, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll max it all out. I'll say 100% scaling, 100% resolution, and 100, 120 frames per second. And an HN3 and a Dimensity 9300 will both average in the high 100s, like 105 to 110. But then if I just reduce the scaling a bit... Yeah, the graphics do get a little softer, but you're just pinned at 120 frames per second on a that twice the frame rate of what like my Steam Deck can accomplish <laughs> on on this game. I don't understand. I don't understand getting so flipped out that like 
generation over generation, we've gone from 57 frames per second in Genshin to 58 frames per second in Genshin. Whoa, what a great performance improvement on a game that, it looks good, but it doesn't look amazing to me for it to be playing that poorly on current generation chips and i think it de- it's going to depend on what game the the type of games that you play like if we, if we had to bring in my son into this conversation his style of games would be you know dragon ball legends uh brawl stars it'll be basically Fortnite. those are the style of games sure. he plays and those are it's the 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 thing about call of duty and PUBG is that they've optimized for mobile yeah. on android much better within the last year or so yeah um, it got playing, real good. 90 frames per second PUBG <laughs> in there. And I'm not talking about new state. I'm talking about the OG PUBG. I've been getting it, like 90 frames per second on 2023 mid-rangers. So like not even the best like what 7 oh, plus Gen 2. Like they finally, legitimately they finally 7, 7, 8. Optimizing. Yeah, but that is what it is. It's what it so is. good. I remember <laughs> I was, how many years ago was it where, where PUBG was on uh, was with NVIDIA or something like that. And they said something about that. They're going to be trying to go to give us 90 frames per second consistent across mobile. Sony had that locked in for quite some time. Yeah. They initially started with COD and then they went over to PUBG. So they gave us the high frame rate. But then now we're seeing it on other devices. So the, the, the moral of the story is, yes, maybe there is some advantages to going Qualcomm over MediaTek. But picking the devices, sure. either one. I don't think you're going to be finding the noticeable difference in performance that will be no. like, oh my god, this is definitely not working for me. Yeah. The, 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 the horsepower that we have on these devices is way over what we need, especially for the games that we have. That's why I want to have mm-hmm. more functional options. I want ready for, I want desktop mode, I want yeah. you know, better decks, stuff that allows uh, us to actually move At least beyond. the small saving grace that the X100 Pro still supports video out. But, oh my god, yes. man, yeah. I wish we had some kind of functional because it's not even it, it's it's like on my X90 Pro, I'm running the the beta on the yeah. X90 Pro. Oh, that's right, you switched like, over on the what, Android 14. What little support Google has included for the Android desktop mode is completely non functional. They're not, they're not on focusing on it. The yeah, X90 it's not, it's and the not X100. a priority, it's, it's not, not only not a priority, yeah, it is more broken than on other devices that have had Android. So they, like they, they managed you, to take that two step back now. One yes. Step forward, two step back. I'll say, okay. Yeah. I'm so, so if you enable it, it's not that you get a wallpaper and you have no app drawer. That's, that's kind of like the one plus flavor of this experience right now. Yeah. If you fire up desktop mode on a vivo, you get plain blank white screen of death. It's not just even, not functional. It is completely broken. So I, I, it kills me because like there is, there is laptop grade compute power in this phone. These CPU yeah. cores are indomitable. This is this is Core i three performance in your pocket, operating at under ten watts. Like, and, and, and I'm appreciating the the larger battery this year as well. That's that's the, oh, you need it. We're starting. That we're is starting that is. Year. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is one of the concerns I had. Was that it, it, it? This this phone will run toasty, but it is nowhere near. I know. The we kind we talked of... about it at the summit when when they first announced it to us when we first saw it. I I was getting real anxious because both you and I. I mean, so definitely check out both TK and I's channels because we have interviews with different groups of uh, media tech executives yeah, talking yep. about this uh, development process for the I, I like how they split it between the two of us. We had a good mix between the two. I feel it's like really... we got the wrong teams. I feel like your questions <laughs> would have been better for my team. I know. Um, 
but be- between the two of our videos, you have one functional interview <laughs> between <laughs> with radio media tech executives. I hear you. I'm with you. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but I was really nervous because I kept asking very pointed and targeted questions. You're telling me the Dimensity 9300 is more efficient because it will complete a task faster and then go back into a rest state faster. And I've never found in desktops or in laptops where that really holds true because you give someone more compute power, they tend to try and use it. And so when I'm running these longer sustained tests on the 9300, there is still some concern on power draw, how it's hitting your battery, how the phone will get warmer. This is nothing like the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1. This this is a so much we, more functional. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's so much better, and and I'm not concerned about this phone maybe melting solder. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you won't be able to cook my breakfast, huh? I get it. I see. How nope. It is. No, you still no, gotta um, invest in a separate hot plate. Oh, dude. Okay, I'll have to say, I just I miss hanging out in Vegas with you and getting going to grab like, something to eat and just kicking it, man. I gotta I gotta find a way to teleport you over one of these days if oh, i'll say this if you do change your mind i my room has two beds i think All as right. far as i remember that's how it, it's a two queen i think uh the room i'm getting um and uh so yeah if you do change your mind you want to hop in for a day you got a bit let's just okay. say just well thanks you man. drive I your stuff that. yeah i uh i'm serious there's a lot of things going on but what i will say is um the things that i'm excited for this is actually the first time i've had I have a couple of collaborations going in into CES, which is the first time. I typically don't. I only have mm-hmm. just personal coverage. Uh, and those two are, are going to ask, they're going to require me to be on the show floor, which I typically don't go. Is it is it weird to say that I go to CES, but I don't go to the show floor as, as much as I should? Not anymore. No, a lot of my stuff so, is done off the show floor. Uh, so you, you take the meetings. I'm, this yep. is actually still a thing back when I was at Pocket now is yeah. they would split us up. I mean, they would send me to the show floor so that Jaime could go handle the important meetings. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, the, 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 the sort of the meet and greets, the, the really important pre-brief stuff like that, that's all done in hotel rooms off the main show. CES experience. starts on Tuesday. I'm going Sunday. There's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we Good also man. have like the off the the off the floor off the show floor events like showstopper and pepcom and pepcom which yeah. to me really enough are way more important for me than because ces okay so let's be real show within a show and you get much more direct way more it's access. concentrated it's focused it's a small area you can cover it in a couple of hours ces is just a monster Okay, Mm -hmm. CES is spread over so much real estate and not all of it is even next to each other. Some of it is in a different hotel. You got the Venetian, you got the convention center. And then again, with the different spots, every place, because not everybody can make it into CES where they don't want to go on the show floor. They'll run their stuff in hotel rooms. So you have to figure out where to go. And, you know, this is where it becomes not to say a frustrating, but a scheduling nightmare to try to figure out what to do. So I'm getting a lot of these emails like, hey, you want to visit us on the show floor? You want to do a whole bunch of stuff while Juan's coming back? Here you go. Hey, bud. That's like I never left. Absolutely. Um, And I just like, okay, I don't have enough time to cover every single spot because one company will email me and they're in the Venetian. And, And to go from the Venetian to the convention center is approximately an hour to an hour and a half process. 
on a good day. If you're lucky. So, yeah. If you're lucky. So to say that you can jump from one, it's not it's not realistic. So I'm I'm very I'm very much picky with where I'm doing. I already have my slots pretty much just covered. My schedule is already locked in. Um, minor any within any obviously any minor changes potentially if anything kind of have to reschedule. But for the most part, I'm locked in for everything. Yeah. So it, it, and and not only not only just the stuff at the show, whatever I need to do on the show floor, but off the show floor and after hours. That's the mm-hmm. other thing. The CES days don't end at six, don't no. end at five when the show floor starts. Yeah. There's the after hour events. So I'm, that's the part I'm, uh, I'm also excited about that as well. Cause you know, we'll get a chance to see some of the more exciting, you know, personal stuff. We get to meet and, and, you know, refresh and catch mm-hmm. up with people. Again, it would have been absolutely fun to have you with me, you know, because we got to do more. <laughs> we did a couple, we did a couple of trips this year. So I want to last year. I, I did I, a couple. Yeah. I yeah. was not actually planning on traveling as much as I did. New York um, so was fun, I'm hoping dude. New York that was, was really fun. cool. Those pizzas um, were nice. Oh, so anytime you get like dollar pizza off the uh, anyway, uh, that that's kind of what I'm hoping to sort of set uh, the trend yeah. for 2024 is just getting out a bit more and trying to hit a few more of these events. Yeah. It, it's it. Uh, yeah, I, for me, it was slow and it was like I've really got back. I've got to get back into travel shape. Yeah. Where some of those first, you're like, man, I haven't had to pack a suitcase in two years. <laughs> like, not not for work, you know. Like, it's different when you throw some clothes in a duffel bag and like you, you road trip to your folks or something like that. Is totally different than like, how do I put together my tech bag now? So it's no, uh, it, it, it it's a it, lot. It's a um, lot. It's been challenging. I think 2023 for me was a good practice run. I know exactly how I can travel light. Um, uh, I. I, I hope to be more specific and more selective in my travel uh, selections this year, but I will say, yeah, it's, it's a challenge. It's something you have to, you, mm-hmm. you, you really have to make a decision. Is this worth it to come with me? And I'll say this smartphones, replacing DSLRs make a big t- space saver in your bag. So yeah, it's pretty sweet. Could, yep, can't, can't go wrong. So no. So for, for me, primarily, that's 90% of what I'm doing. I have a few things I have to meet. Our, our friends, our TCL is going to be hosting some mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so I'm excited to see that. And if anything does come up on your side, and if you can't make it personally, let me know. I'll, I'll go catch up. And oh, yeah, for sure. Catch some stuff. And uh, I'm probably, if I'm not mistaken, I think our, our, our um, oh, man, I can't remember the name now. Uh, the laptop doc that we use. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, next. Next. So I think next is usually there. I see them every year yeah. at the event. So they typically are there with some new tech. So I'm looking forward to seeing them. Uh, and then a few, some of the, actually, surprisingly enough, this year, I'm actually going to be pitching very hard for scooters and bikes because nice. I actually now have a portfolio. <laughs> that's great. I actually have a, there's a video that's going to be coming out probably tomorrow or wait, tomorrow is Friday. <laughs> tomorrow, Friday. Tomorrow is <laughs> Nerd. Um, for It'll be my video for the week before it goes just super crazy and Tons of mm. content and stuff like that. A lot of reels are going to be uh, produced there. Uh, but yeah, no, no. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. And again, if you change your mind, please let me know. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah. Uh, I, I might hook you up. I'm, I've got a, a couple mini PC builders that oh. I think they'll they'll be out there. So I, I know that's something uh, you have a lot of fun with too. So I, I, off, I, off. I'm loving the little gaming options. And uh, especially. They're so good. They're, but they're getting so much better. That one you have. Yeah totally looks like a tight i mean it looks like obviously it is a tiny pc but it's just it the design the setup for it is such a cool looking piece of tech that even if yeah. you had it on your desk it wouldn't look like it's a pc right like, you know what I mean? that kind of yeah thing. so so that um so that one is the unfortunately named WizBox g 
Um, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> not a great name, but that frame is really useful. Like it's a really yeah. handy um, mini mini tower. Um, so I think that's the the system I'm going to turn into uh, the new file server. So okay. it's going to handle Plex, and then also I'm going to use that to uh, make uh, my own version of Google Photos. Okay. So that way it'll point to my NOS. My NOS doesn't have to do any of that like AI face scanning, um, organization of photos, none of it. Yeah. So my NOS is just going to be a big lump of storage. That way when I'm working off of it, there's no CPU load on, on the NOS. Um, but then I'll have basically a Google Photos account with like 40 terabytes of storage. So I'm really like the, the, the potential for these things is little headless home media servers is insane. The, the value proposition is just incredible right now. The compute power, the functionality. I mean, for me, uh, the Geekom still, for me, I, I still like. I oh yeah. The, the Geekoms are, gro- Geekoms are real good. Really good. Yeah. yeah. No, no, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, uh, I am going to try to, um, at least on, cause I'm there for three, for, for two days. Technically I'm there on Mondays on the eighth. I think nine and 10 is when I'm there for the, where the show floor is open. First mm-hmm. day is usually crazy day. So I have things off the show floor and then I'll go in the afternoon sure. a little bit when it calms down. Um, and then I want to go up to the Venetian cause a lot of our PC tech, um, friends mm-hmm. are usually at the Venetian. Not oh, the those, floor. those meeting rooms, like three yeah. stories up. Like yeah. One on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you and those and are like one level two, level three. Those level. are the best too. When you get to see like all of the really funky, like custom builds. Yeah. Oh, I miss oh, I miss having the MSI, producers MSI, at like um, yeah all of the all the specialty well like and the also really cool cases and stuff well and also the 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 um, Corsair uh, Lee and Lee, I think if I'm not mistaken also kind of oh the Lee and Lee cases are great but um, Corsair started doing all of their own custom water looping kits so it's not just you know hey you can get this all in one CPU cooler I, now I'm, when they show off their their. Yeah. Uh, they're sort of specialty systems that they have artists well, come hey, in to and, make, and the, and the kits and their pipe and their specialty pipes, and then and the the heating elements, and just to kind of how to bend them and how to set them. No, I know I've I've been there. Um, so I'll say this: Salah, our buddy from Android Basha, mm-hmm. that is one of his biggest things that he likes to go to. So I usually <laughs> like to hang out with him. Uh, I've seen Linus there a couple of times before. Uh, For sure, and, you know, just uh, yeah, just kind of going in there and. Um, I think it's just to me. It's just it's a fun thing to see. Realistically, I'm just sad. It it it's been. I want to say it was Taipei four years ago, five years ago now, almost when um, yeah, I got to hang it, out yeah. with the I, the I, gamers I, Nexus guys because I was covering the overclocking event, <laughs> and so really like cool, that crew really did really really well. I don't think they won that year, but they did really really well. And yeah. it's the same thing. Like you, you if you go to. I can't remember who did the last CES that we covered, but we got to the end of the overclocking event and there was just a bunch of nerds with these containers of liquid nitrogen, which we should not have had access to just like, Hey guys, what can we freeze and break? And we're like smashing stuff with li- liquid nitrogen at the end of this overclocking challenge. It was ridiculous. I, so anytime like you a, get a chance a to do that. Yeah. Well, one, just be careful because you don't want to like lose a finger or something <laughs> like that. But two, it's it's going to be a good time, especially if adult beverages are being served, because then yeah. people usually don't get dangerous, but they don't stay safe. <laughs> that's, but that's that's also the big part of it. There's so much stuff going on. I, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to. Like I said, it's catching up with people, seeing people's faces again, seeing how the holidays yeah. have been. 
Um, I'm going to try my best to try not to eat as much. Again, as um, I don't know if I mentioned it here, but I'm I'm trying to go through a detox. I'm trying to do a, a detox yeah. of the system at the beginning of 24 well, just to you keep know myself the, up. Right my, my, you might want to try my recipe for trade shows. The only way I can survive trade shows is by going vegetarian for the first two meals of the day. Okay. And then... I'll allow myself like, oh, maybe I'll go off strip and hit that little taqueria um, mm-hmm. as like kind of a treat for making it through the day. Yeah. But I genuinely won't survive CES if I'm eating bad. Oh, so, absolutely. Like, if it's like yogurt and a little fruit cup, that's about as much sugar as I'm really going to look. It's like no breads, no, no pastries or danishes or anything like that. Oh, yeah, Lunch absolutely. is a salad. And if I can mix in, a protein, great, but if not, it's just like I need the vegetables. <laughs> and then at night, because often we have those media events where it's you know it's a where, dinner. Or, yeah, usually it will be the. That's then I'll open up a little bit. Like, show but then the next morning I've got to go back. Like, prep comments like I just need all the little mini sliders. Give me, I give me like, all the sliders. Go, you, you go back. You go back. I'll go back, back to that. Back. No, I know. Um, for me, but you should give it a try. It, it, yeah. like I clued in on that almost ten years ago, and it's really the only thing that keeps me on my feet when I'm having to do multiple days at a show I'll, like. I'll, I'll have to hit it up. I, I mean, my thing. Primarily, though, is I, I'm also kind of much more limited in, in selection of food. I can't eat everything, even if I wanted to. So, I like all the yeah. red meats, all the all the turkeys and stuff like that. It's primarily yeah. chicken and white fish. So, from a protein style, I'm not going to have too much heavy. It's more of the carbs that I'm worried about. But, yeah. I, I just – because I've, I've given myself similar restrictions, and then I'll find the loophole. I, like, I'll out-argue myself. Like, well, it's chicken, <laughs> even though it's breaded and fried. <laughs> well, it's not red meat. But but it's on a slider, so it's okay. Still it's chicken. A smaller, it's a smaller portion <laughs> with that really nice sauce. It, it's a smaller quantity, so that means I can have five of them. <laughs> that's no, no, but that, okay, so okay, I, I, I know I, I know we started saying we're going to be healthy, and before we finished, we kind of screwed ourselves in the conversation. It I is it, it is very hard, but I will say that yes, they make it very appealing, and it is after it ends up being after a long day of. 20 plus thousand oh you're steps. exhausted yeah you're exhausted you're running on fumes and you're trying to be excited you're trying to be up uh, up and engaging with people um my biggest thing for me for the longest time has always been where i drink soda and that is mm. diet coke has been my drink i can't drink diet coke anymore mm-hmm. and so i am gonna have a lot of struggling of figuring out how to keep my energy up because most yeah. of these places don't have coffee They'll have yeah. soda. They'll have you know beverages and alcoholic and stuff like that. But I can only drink water and coffee. So mm-hmm. there is going to be some 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 challenges. I may have to bring my own little packets of maybe instant Nescafe or something like that, like the Ooh, instant coffee um, to throw it. Get in the, the the Trader Joe's instant coffees are pretty good. Uh, packets or yeah, they they yeah. do packets. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those tr- are, because those are easy. You you get a bottle of water, you put it in, you shake it, and that's it. And it's it's, a, it's an easy room uh, temperature coffee, but it's coffee. <laughs> Coffee for me. Okay, so I'll I'll be very. I am I am not a a hot coffee drinker. I'm always room temperature drinker because I don't sure. drink coffee for the flavor in general. Oh, I drink okay. it for the caffeine. I'm, the I flavor am coffee, kind of a the really good coffee, coffee snob. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing. The the the, the really good coffee that requires you to drink. Those are not the ones I'm drinking at, at 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 events. Those are the ones you're just again. It's more of a you know. It's kind of like when you're riding a in a in a race, right? You're passing. You're grabbing the water. You're drinking the water. You're throwing it away. That's sure. the the intention for me. It's more so. 
the other thing that you, you, you might want to just keep a stock on hand, I'm giving you all, all my tips here. Oh. Um, the, the problem I have with coffee is a, mm-hmm. it's a quantity of caffeine that causes a surge and a crash for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you also want to, uh, look at yeah. some, you, you might want to look at some, some good black teas. Okay. I, so I that like way, it, it is a flavor. It is a beverage. It is something yeah. that your brain understands. So there's the psychosomatic aspect of, I know this is ca- caffeinated, so it will have an effect on me. But it's not as much of a surge of caffeine. It's a sort of just enough to kind of keep nudging you along. And uh, you're you hydrating. Surge too. I just flashed back to 1990. Oh, yeah. I think they still sell book. those in the UK. I'd, I'd really oh, love to see okay, yeah, what, what that's like. But and then the, Jolt. God help the, us. Uh, remember Jolt? Jolt was just terrible. <laughs> I know, but it um, was like It was a just a bad tasting cola. But I don't supercharged know. I, with caffeine. I liked yeah. RC, but I, I love anytime you can get like an old time. Well, yeah, but fashioned... RC you can still get. We have it. We have yeah. it here down the street from my yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I see. I like RC. It's it's even got just a little. Anyway, we don't need yeah, to talk sorry. about that. But a constant feed of something like black teas is a lower level of mm-hmm. uh, uh, caffeine that's hitting your system. Yeah, and I feel it keeps you hydrated better. So that way. You're sort of energized over a, or, or uh, it's less of a spike. It's it's a yeah. more general curve mm-hmm. to that to that chemical um, enhancement to your performance. <laughs> so, so I mean, stuff like that. It's like you've got to stay hydrated. Definitely keep a good stock of masks. Um, you need yes, all actually, of the hand wipes and sanitizer year, this, that I'm, you can I'm carry. Bring, um, I'm bringing masks with me. Last year, I and the, the last few years, I actually kind of skipped them. You gotta uh, with the resurgence of the the numbers that are going. COVID around, rates are surging I, I right now. This is the second back. highest infection rate we've had since the peak of the pandemic. Yeah, it, it's just not we're worth have people traveling internationally there. So yeah, and it's just not worth getting a CES flu. Mm-hmm. The most oh. deliriously <laughs> sick I've ever been was leaving a CES, where the next day I had to do a casting. So I'm talking to voice actors with a hundred and four degree fever. And I'm barely coherent. I have no idea, like, how I survived the day after CES. But even if it's not COVID, it's funky. <laughs> um, our, our our friends over at Kingston hooked me up with a CES readiness kit that mm-hmm. included uh, some vitamins. They do C. that every year. I yeah, yeah. love it. It is, and, it's, and it's actually helpful. Yeah, no, no, totally. Like, totally. Like, the things in there made perfect sense for CES. Yeah. Um, one of which, which I'm really, really happy about, which this one. It's like this one, obviously, I mean, I can use it, but it's a Kingston 35. It's a USB, it's a USB A thumb drive. Sure. It's, it's cute. It's nice. It's and then adorable. They, they hooked me up with a whole memory card. And thank you, obviously, to, for them to hook it up because um, I'm actually going to be tra- uh, using the Osmo 3, the Osmo Pocket 3 as well. Nice. That I'm really happy with. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's going to be a lot of work. There's going to be a lot of content. I'm going to come back with probably like 50, 60 gigs of footage at at the bare minimum. Easy. And, yeah. and again, devices like the Vivo X100 Pro, 512 gigs of storage. I don't have mm. to worry about it. And nice. here's the kick. If I want to charge it up, I could charge it up pretty quickly. That's the other thing. Yeah. The, the, the whole run and gun kind of thing at, at these type of trade shows, you need to be able to do fast stuff mm-hmm. and i can't handle like 30 or 45 watt charging it's tough it, it's just not, I, not feasible for what we do i i we we also got into it a little bit with our good friend adam dowd i was on his birthday 
podcast, and he was talking about how much he likes wireless charging, and he's obviously incorrect. Um, Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, going from uh, your Find, the OnePlus Open, it is so tough. Oh, or not just that. Not just that. The... um... Realme, uh, the Realme uh, GT5 GT5 had 240 mm-hmm. watts. The GT5 yeah. Pro 120 watts. Like <laughs> seriously, the it's stupid. <laughs> we are okay, so. Uh, I think we've had enough. I, I, I don't get me wrong. I understand the the impact of fast charging and so on. I, it, it, same thing on my car. There's you don't want to do it all the time, but I don't leave my phone on the charger. I do not leave my phone on the charger overnight. I wake up in the morning, whatever time I wake up, I put my phone mm-hmm. on the charger and I expect my phone to be ready before I get out, get out the door. So if I wake up yeah. at five and I need to be out the door at six, I need to have everything done. Everything's ready to go. And even if my phone is down to like 20 to 30%, the sure. pixel never charges a hundred percent. This is no. never, I'm always having to put it on the charging pad in my yeah. car or whatever. That's why I feel wireless I charging has become this idea of convenience where you have to cover your home in much more expensive chargers that only support your phone, yeah. As opposed to like yeah. having some good warp chargers from OnePlus, where they charge your phone really fast and they can charge your laptop because it's it's power delivery. Exactly. So that that's kind of like me and Adam were getting. You you can catch that on benefit on of the, the doubt. We we had a bit yeah. of it going. I have to make fun of him a bit because his big thing was like, well, you need MagSafe, and you need MagSafe so that you can do things like have have like a wallet stuck to the back of your phone. And it's like, that's, that's not wireless charging. You're just, you just want a magnet on the back of your phone. So, uh, I didn't, I mean, I brought this up, but I didn't have it at the time. I did splurge on the wallet from peak design. Oh, okay. So I have a magnetic wallet and this has nothing to do with MagSafe. It's just, apparently we need magnets you just kind of stick it on there and it sticks into the case and then you can, you know, support you the weight of your phone. And it becomes a wallet. Yeah, no, no. It has like a little bracket. If you need it hard mounted to like a motorcycle or a tripod or something. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the wireless charging. <laughs> I, I don't look for me, wireless charging. If, if, anything, Oh no, I hate it. It's, I hate it's it. Not, it's not, it's the worst. No, no, but, I don't see it as a as a form of charging. It's it's really more of I don't know how to explain it. Like it's I've this, never relied on it to charge a phone. This is it's just it's too slow. No, even, it's fear. Even with the faster ones. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the thing is like no, it, so like we'll exactly say it's for example say like okay. So Honor makes some of the faster fastest wireless charger sure. uh, ones on the market. 100 watts wireless fresh. Yeah. But proprietary charger proprietary dock. You don't have mm-hmm. both of those. That phone charges as slow as everything else. So yeah. those are functional solutions, and I love those solutions, but those are not solutions you can carry with you in the car, not solutions sure. that you can carry with you everywhere. A phone, OnePlus, you take with you the charger and the cable, and on the plane, you plug it in. That phone charges up, boom. You mm-hmm. on, in the at, at the hotel, wherever you want, you plug it in, it charges quickly, and it sure. runs consistently at that speed. I think that's the biggest um, the, the challenge that we have. You can safely fast charge your devices as long as you're not consistently just, you know, drain and fast charge, drain and fast charge where the phone is always hot. If you put it right time, you wake up in the morning, you plug it in, charge it to 100, take it off the charger, and you keep it off the charger till the next morning, then you have good battery and your well, battery life will, will stay and, long. And we, we, we have that room now where, you know, we were getting dismal 
performance uh, screen on time yeah. during the HN one. Oh, that has yeah, not HN2. been an issue with the HN two. It is hard. Ninety three hundred HN three solid. It, but tell me, I mean, like, because going for even, the HN one, even with Tensor Tensor three, still much better than yeah, we had before. Doing much better. I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm not killing the phone, but I'm like, I'm waking up in the morning at like 10, 15 percent. Yeah. Where on the Vivo, when I switched over, I'm running like <laughs> in the morning at like, like 47, 48 percent. With the 5,400 milliamp hour battery, it is a, a legit two day phone for yeah. my use. Um, I, but where we were when the HN1 was getting like four hours of screen on time, tell me, like, no. it's not even worth doing battery testing because no, it is so just, difficult yeah. running the battery down now. Like really it, trying it, it, to drain the battery. It, it's a challenge. Takes forever. To try to like, hey, I'm going to do a battery test. I'm like, uh, yeah, good luck with that. Because uh, you're going to be able to last for quite some time. It's, I have to plan two days ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a tougher choice. But um, I do want to talk a little. I mean, we, we covered a lot about the, the, the X100 Pro. We're sure. talking a lot about CES. A uh, couple of other things kind of going on just from a sense of just information. Samsung made the announcement that the 17th is going to be the unpacked event. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. And uh, they I already also... have, I already have my hater editorial oh, out because already shot. Okay, good. Um, no, no, no. I, I'm not shooting a video. I, I'm like, I wouldn't shoot a video on a Samsung. That doesn't make any sense. Um, but I did write an editorial just talking about how they're making these big claims about AI that was yeah. That was what I was, what I was getting into trying to figure out like the what, new era of AI, yeah. and I don't see how that can be if they're going to saddle the S twenty fours with eight gigs of RAM. Um, that seems tough... yeah. We, we already like know a tough, based on tough our conversations claim. with MediaTek, we know where where things need to be for the HN three, especially with the amount of AI focused stuff mm-hmm. that they're trying to do. And I just realized, I guess I just got an update for my Pixel. Okay, great, fantastic. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, yeah, I got my little January update. That, well, that, that's uh, what I think. I think yeah. it's like a twenty and and it, okay, twenty four meg. It. Why does it do this? Mm. Why do I have to say resume? I hate that so much. I asked hey, do you want to install this update? Yes. Um. Well, we're going to interrupt it. Do you, would you like to resume the update that you just told us to run? Yeah, like, I'm the one who initiated the update. Right? It's not like it automatically started by itself. Right. I initiated the update request, yeah. so therefore, I think I want to do it. Uh, installation paused. Paused, yeah. I do know. you want to resume? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like it's like the worst, like, knock, knock. Who's there? Pause. Interrupting cow. <laughs> Interrupting cow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't finish the joke because you already know the joke is where I move. Uh, that's apparently how Google is running their, <laughs> their it, updates. It, you know, but... It, but but getting back to Samsung, I yep. am very concerned because I feel Samsung will have a chilling effect on what we might be able to do with Gen AI. Because yeah. developers aren't going to want to make crazy LLM or uh, image generating machines that don't run well on galaxies. No. Because then you're going to have a whole bunch of Galaxy S24 owners who are like, it doesn't even work. Your app is dumb. And you're like, yeah, but you need at least 50% more RAM to do what we want to do. And there are all the these phones that do that. Well, but that's okay. That brings me back to also to some of the things that we haven't seen Moto's new, new launches or stuff like that, but there's a good chance, obviously, you know, they're going to come up with a uh, 2024 edition of some of their flagships. Sure. And I'm really hoping that we're finally going to see the year where they jump off the eight and go up to 12. I hope so. 
Um, it would be just, a benefit for Ready Four. I mean, absolutely, it would be nice. For just overall system consistency, performance, and especially when we start seeing something, some some apps that are going. The biggest thing that we saw with a lot of these AI conversations from all the, you know, sorry, Qualcomm or MediaTek, um, is they were running models, large, you know, mm-hmm. LLMs in there that were not necessarily or, public release. It's not like or I, can I think go download this both app. of them were like doing stable diffusion work on device oh, and trying exactly. to hit sub second results tr- with like trying 20 to prove, tokens. Absolutely. And, but none, nobody's going to be sitting there and trying to do that type of rendering or request of, of on device off the internet, to, you know, render me an image of Goku jumping off a cliff. I feel like you say that, but then look at how cranky people got with the pixel where it's like, Oh, my stylized photo has to go and get backed up to Google. Google photos and then come back down and it wasn't on device for I, me to get I, three options of a mediocre edit to so, my photo so here okay so there is it and i find that to be more of a business decision we are talking about obviously when we're talking about google when we're talking about pixels pixel is an extension of google google is services sure. the reason why pixel runs the way it runs is because of the services that google runs it took us how yeah. long, how many years before we had the assistant built in on device or the voice dictation on device. Those are things that used to be all, I mean, they're still actually sure. for the majority of devices, all server-based. So I, I agree with the performance. I agree with the with the flex that we're able to say that we're writing stable diffusion. We're running, you know, the, uh, uh, like, uh, I think Qualcomm's uh, biggest flex was, I think, at, at the summit where you would take an image. Let's say you took an image, a one-by-one image crop, and then you zoom out and you do yeah. generate a fill on device. On Those device. are things that absolutely makes perfect sense. Google does that very well as well. The the challenge and why I got a little bit persnickety about the whole, you know, on server side is because I was traveling with it. Mm-hmm. And it suddenly became non-functional for me because yep. I was a metered international connected data. I'm in Hong Kong. I was on VPN, which means my network was never going to be fast enough. Now, don't get me wrong. I, we didn't even have, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the the video uh, the new video uh, option that they released I wasn't even running that yet. yeah video boost and video Night boost Sight and video and yeah, all yeah, that. yeah yeah so all of that wasn't even there but just to run those type of services you start struggling and this is where I that's why mm-hmm. I got a little bit concerned with it I would love for it to be on device sure but the concern though what I was trying to lead to is all of those demos that they were showing us they're not consumer demos. They're 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 basically like a benchmark, right? You run the benchmark mm-hmm. to prove something, but you don't run it all the time. We need to start seeing developers work on building things like that and setting it. That's why I said though, is that yeah. Samsung stands to be a chilling effect if they're not gonna outfit. So if, we've got a couple of folks here with, in the yeah, chat. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I, I just want to say, you know, like we're, we've got Steve and Farhan talking about right now, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh Steve is saying, I saw that the upcoming S24 Plus will have 12 gigs of RAM. Right now, the rumors are all over the place. Is well, that there could the be a variant has eight gigs? We don't know if that's going to be the base model too. That's what we don't know. And there is another leaker that's saying even the Ultra could start at eight gigs of RAM, and then one of the higher tiers is going to have twelve gigs of RAM. And that's what we need to figure out and unpack. If it's twelve gigs, then we're kind of in the same ballpark that we are with the Pixel. That's actually not terrible. It just limits what you can do forward thinking. So I, I, when exactly. media tech executives are saying like, hey, you can do 7 billion parameters on a device, but if you can step up to 16 gigs of RAM at the same tokens per second, you can go to like 
you know, 13 or 14 billion parameters. Exactly. And then if, if you have even more RAM, like the Chinese version of the OnePlus 12 has an option for 24 gigs of RAM. That oh, has man. nothing to do with your daily phone performance, even at the highest compute levels of rendering video or playing games. Yeah. But that 24 gigs of RAM is going to be future-proofed for unpacking 30 billion parameter language learning well, models when you, when on device. The last few five year, five plus years with updates and so on. That's you, you the need to fear have the, yeah. of Samsung even just stick, even bumping up to 12 means that your S24 is not going to be as future proofed if edge case <clears throat> of edge AI and gen AI, if they start to take off. Your S24 is going to be hamstrung. Your Pixel A Pro is going to be hamstrung. 12 gigs of RAM is not going to facilitate those higher ideas, those higher level uses. But you have Pixels and Samsungs kind of chilling that effect. So developers aren't likely to try and make those bigger, bolder bets on generative AI. So we're going to be stuck for a year of Android developers just kind of, just kind of dipping a toe in. Just, you know, just like we're going to play with or, you know, we'll do something server side. And then that's death of the experience. As soon as you have to upload and download again, I've really not been as interested in video boost. I don't it, no, I don't turn it on. It, it, it's a tough. I don't use it. Because, so because it it's not instantaneous and it's not easy to to correct with it. Right. Like you create the content, you want to get it, you know, turn it on. And it, it, it's kind of like almost uh, like. Oh, I'd like to see what it would look like, but I'd like to check it out later. And then you have to remember to, to when you see the notification that you need to click that to go on and to be able to see the pre and post. I, I think it's a good feature. Yeah. It needs a localized experience version of it, even if it's not to the full extent, like a quick and easy version that runs well, in Google Photos or something and, like and that. It, and it takes so long on the server side. So Absolutely. especially you can't clip. tell me yeah. you can't tell me that there couldn't be a mode where you tell the phone I want you to run this processing overnight, knowing yeah. that it's going to take longer than if they upload it to a server. But because you don't have to spend the time uploading and waiting in a server queue, it might be about the same amount of time just done on the phone. On device. I, the device. The Pixel 8 Pro yeah. actually isn't as fast in some video editing capabilities as the Pixel 7 Pro. Mm -hmm. Tensor 3, only having the one big core actually kind of falls behind on a few of these little individual tests that we can look at for content creation, but it's still a ridiculously powerful chip that you could give it a longer piece of data to chew on. Yep. Just say like, Hey, I want to do this and I want it to do this. And that way I don't have to worry about data at all. And yeah, it's going to drain my battery, but I can make that choice because I'm a grown up. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. It's give us, give us, we've always asked for, we need more user level controls. You right. said it many, many years, we needed more pro modes and cameras. We had answers yeah. from many, many different generations of, of, of executive of engineers. Finally have it. It's there. We're getting more, more, more yeah. tactile pro modes. I think what we're seeing though is the, it's like the, because of this function, video boost is not going to be as popular of a feature on the Pixel 8 Pro. Yeah. And people getting it may not even realize it's there. That's the weird part about it. You know what I mean? Like they'll notice the speediness of the voice to text right away because it's on device. They'll notice how fast the assistant answers right on device. Sure. Dictation, really, really crazy good. Call on screening. Device. Call screening. Great. Oh my yeah. God. Call screening every single time. 
<coughs> I think that's going to be my one number one thing that I'm going to miss once uh, from v- going to the Viva. Yeah, <laughs> because like I would get calls and it wouldn't even ring the phone. I would just get a notification if the phone is on, saying phone call screen. And then yeah, um, I think a couple of times we'll say, "Hey, this is DHL." It says caller said DHL. Would you like to answer? I click answer and I go. But if I don't, I just ignore yeah. it. Nothing happens. Because also, I, I feel like it's worth pointing out, as far yeah. as I can see, video boost isn't magic. No. What you I end mean, up with are, are two video files where yeah. it, it records a slightly higher than 4K or slightly higher than UHD. So it's recording literally 4,000 pixels across, not 3840. Okay. And it's recording it in something that looks a lot like log. And then it's getting run through LUTs and filters to bring up light information, color information, highlights, et cetera, et cetera. And then it goes through a process that denoises it. Mm-hmm. There is no reason why you couldn't do a LUT on a phone with log footage and then use the same image stabilization. Because if, if you look at the, the, the footage that you get, you get these two clips. So you yeah, can the, see the, how dramatic Video Boost is. Um the clip that they send up is not stabilized at all because then once they do the edits, the stabilization done in post is better than what's rendered in real time from the camera gyros and the software crop stabilization. So you could do that on any phone. Like we've been doing, I've been doing software stabilization tests for six or seven years now. Google photos has a good, not the best, but a very good stabilizer plugin that you can run on any video clip you want. There is no reason why slapping on a LUT, changing some of the brightness and the contrast and the saturation, uh, uh, you know, editing, you know, yeah. filter some of that, and then do a pass on stabilizing it. That would take time. It's not going to be immediate. It, it would take but, time, but it should not- be able to run on a phone as powerful as the Pixel 8. And I think I think that's going to be some of the challenges we'll see. But either either way, so the the concerns I think where we're referring to mostly with what we see with the these benchmarks and so on, we do need to see more developers try to bring in some functional LLMs into our smartphones to make sense of what we are getting there. And then of course, hopefully, the company is going to actually put in enough hardware or you know RAM and storage, obviously, and mm-hmm. because the processing power is already there to leverage that. And I, I, I'd hope that we'll see some of those things come out in 2024 because that's the biggest push. You know what I mean? And I feel like till that comes out, till developers start supporting it, these type of hardware upgrades won't make as much sense to the user when they're trying to buy and, and maybe wanting to go to an Ultra or wanting to go to a, a pro model of a phone. It's going to make some so decisions I, for them. I'm going to put this out here. Sure. I believe we're going to get to Samsung Unpacked Okay. Base model is still going to be eight gigs of RAM, and okay. a lot of what Samsung is going to hype up is going to be in that sort of googly style presentation where they don't make a big deal out of the fact that this is server side. I think that's what their big play for this new era of AI is. Is basically the go, same thing. Go Google ver- Google it's basically going to be the same thing as the Pixel. Well, that's because what I'm they so also have to standardize the experience between Qualcomm and Exynos chipsets, and I guarantee you that the neural cores on an Exynos are not going to be hitting as hard as what Qualcomm is doing right now. Okay. I do not believe Samsung has the silicon on their side. So to make that experience consistent where it's not just consistently bad for Mm -hmm. everyone, the safe play is do it server side. Then we don't need to have 
16 to 24 gigs of RAM on the phone. We can charge people more for less specs than what's in like a OnePlus or a Vivo. It's going to be similar camera sensors, but maybe we can beef up the readout on the sensor so we can get better slow-mo or something like that. I think that's going to be their play. I think that's what they're going to do. I, I Well, I'll, I'll say this. I do want to see faster readout on, on sensors. I'd love to be able to see oh, okay, one twenty come out. I, I was on uh, Lemmy, you know, that Reddit, you know, replacement federated stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, everyone was like, oh, who even cares about 4K 120? And I had to, like, take my hat off and, like, sort of put my head between my knees and breathe for a second. Because, like, you've obviously never shot it because it's amazing. I'm with you there, but I feel like that's going to be the concession for the phone not doing things on device that other similarly or less expensive phones are going to do like that. Yeah. No, no. Well, we'll have, well, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. We'll have to see what, what Samsung unpacks. Uh, the AI part was, uh, yeah, we'll have to f- see what, what Samsung's AI de- definition of AI is going to be. And, and how I wouldn't be this persnickety about it. If their tagline for unpacked was not a new era for mobile AI. Because I feel like that's already a lie. <laughs> They're already I, not I think, releasing think, a phone against the Xiaomi 14s and the Vivo X100s no, and I, the I iQoo. Okay. No, no, I think the reality what they're doing is they're competing. Remember, remember, Samsung's at least for our version of it, which the the the, the, the U.S. model version of it at least, they're not competing with Xiaomi. They're not competing with Vivo because they don't see them in yeah. their same market. So to them, all they're competing with is their older version of a phone. So the 23 or the 24 is a competing to the 23. And obviously some of those, you know, leaks and stuff like that, talking about, you know, Samsung copying, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Apple with the, with the mm-hmm. tit- titanium, is it? Uh, the, yeah, the new, they're going the, titanium on the Ultra. So, you know what I mean? Like, th- those are the things that we're going to have to see. I think some people are going to be very happy if the flat surface, the flat display does become a thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little bit on both sides. I'm, I'm not going to deny the fact. I like a little bit of a curve on the side on, on, a, on a premium flagship. But I also do appreciate a flat display. Like, the, it, I like it. It's a, just a little bit of an edge on the side. I kind of wish be... the... I wish the Vivo were built a little more like the Aiku. Like, I was about to say, I, I knew... I like that the Aiku is flat on flat. It's yeah. real nice. I like it a lot. And same thing, like the the Xiaomi 13 that I have. Yeah. Flat sides, flat screen. I just like... I've liked that better since Sony did it and went back to... Even the Xperia 1 Mark II had flat sides again. So yeah, I, I'm kind of on that train, and I'm old, and I don't want to get off that train. Yeah, speaking um, of Sony. We'll have to see what Sony does some, at some point, because I'm assuming they're also going to go over here, too. Man, I... I'm actually nervous that Sony might not have much support left for North America. We didn't get the Xperia 5.5. I'm really anxious that they might limit even more. Like, so it takes even longer or there are fewer models made for fewer units made to ship here to the United States. I'm, I'm very nervous about that. But um, I don't have much voice left, so we should. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, I was about to say we 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 covered all of the other stuff going on, uh, but I do want to touch real quick on a couple of things that you're working and finishing up. I know your voice is also going. I'm like I'm like pitching (laughs) it back to you, pitching it back to you, the other side. Um, So you're playing with a couple of pieces of tech, uh, one from Zpeck, which I got a chance to play with um, not that long ago, and I think this is their new. I'm assuming this is their new setup. So that's this is the Zpeck Snap. Oh snap. snap, yo! Oh snap! Wait, oh snap! Wait, wait, hold on a second. How small? I thought that was. Is it too small? Wait, what is that? 
Okay, so so you you got to play with the tri the Z back uh, yeah, the, triple the triple yeah or the tri or whatever well, they call it. It's two yeah two displays, but uh, it, it basically with the computer it basically becomes two yeah. So let's go. I'll okay. Let's go. So this is the 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 Z back snap, which is the evolution of that idea where uh, there's a bracket. So this is literally called the Z-Back bracket. And it's got these flip-out panels that have these uh, data connections. Uh, let's see if I can get it to focus on me in a little closer so it's on my face. Oh, I see. So yeah, these see little the pogo pin-style connectors, but they have these magnetic crosses. And uh, it, it's a, a telescoping bracket, so it kind of snaps against the monitor. This, the monitor. And then it's got a little uh, uh, kickstand. I have this upside down, so that's why it's awkward right now. It's got a little kickstand, just like you know some of these other monitors that kind of clip. So you can kind of balance it all out. And then you get individual 1080p displays that also have these little magnetic attachments. Yeah, I remember. So that, that. you yeah, can yeah. you can snap it right to this, and then it stays put cool thing about this is the system is already accounting for people who would like to do things like quickly go into portrait mode. So you can snap, pop it. It's instantly recognized by the computer. You go, oh, well, I'd rather have that be landscape again. Snap it, pop it off, and then put it on. And this way... If you want to reverse it, you want to flip it over to it. It looks like... Because you can work it on both sides. So the cool thing is... You can buy this snap system with a single monitor or a dual monitor, but then you're not married to using it only on one side of your laptop. Yep. So like say you're against a wall and you want to have that dual display, you can just stick out one screen. Or you can buy both and have a triple monitor set up. And then it's uh, uh, USB-C uh, cables that are routed along the sides of the frame. Yeah, yeah. And power pass through up to 100 watts. So oh, it nice. can charge charge screens nice. while you're going. Yeah. And then it all folds up. You just throw it in your laptop bag. This is, uh, this is pretty handy. Um, I've v- been very happy with <laughs> this whole idea as a system. So the other thing that they're looking at doing, and I'm not spoiling anything here for my video. This is something they've put on their website. Yeah. Um, they're looking at other accessories that they can make magnetic. Okay. So one of the things that they've got is a little, um, it's a Qi 2 charger. So that's incorrect. They should not be doing that. Um, but you can magnetically stick a phone to this and it'll charge off that that's same power That's not a bad pass-through. idea. It's like if you're running it like on the next stock, you snap that onto the next stock. Yeah. And then now uh, it becomes... Then, wireless yeah, charging is awful though, and no one should use it. So I think that's bad. But the other things that they're looking at are other just like um, one of the accessories they're, they're considering is like a, um, a fill light. So if you're a streamer, you can have a second monitor out and then a fill light that illuminates you better while you're streaming or you're in the middle of a video conference or something like that. They've got a speaker that they're considering. It's like a big sound bar that that kind of it goes vertical, but it's sort of next to your laptop. That would maybe give you better audio. The possibilities are crazy. Yeah, you're right. All these all the different accessories. So as long as they're holding to the same system, I don't see where there'd be like I, I feel like you never buy based on the potential of what they might do in the future. What Zbeck says this does, it it does really well. Yeah. But I would love to see maybe a mini stand so that you can use the monitor as a more traditional standalone display and snap it into like a little USB adapter. Or if you want to hook it up to a phone, well, you can't really use this with a phone 
as easily if you have like a desktop mode, but you could make this system a bit more modular. So you could run it as I, a I already really uh, like like a separate display because when I was using my setup, yeah. I would have one monitor connected to the PC, the second, and then I, I can the route board. the other one over to like my yeah, Steam because Deck it's individual or cables, like right? Yeah. You don't have. I mean, you can run them connected, but you're yeah, you're able to run them independent because they're not really uh, yeah, yeah, they're not running the. Yes, it's absolutely flexible. It's really cool, and I love the fact that this is the configuration. Also, it lets you uh, it lets you allow you to actually have if you want to have, maybe if they have different sizes displays, you can do like a fourteen and a thirteen or fourteen and a fifteen extra monitor yeah. in there. So, it from from that sense, the system that I have becomes more um, just basically like a one solution type of thing, which works perfectly fine. It just mine is a lot thicker and a lot wider. So yours is mm-hmm. more smaller. You're able to fit it better in your suitcase as well. That's the other flexible. Well, because it all disassembles yeah. in a way. And so they, they sell. The same spot. I don't have it over here. It, it looks like just an old tablet pouch, but it's a two-sleeve tablet pouch for the monitors. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty sweet. Um, the I mean, to that same point, like, I'm not sure what those pogo pins support, but if you can get options for 4k displays and you could do something like that, 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 that that's what I was talking about. Like upgradability yeah. down the road, the potential is there, but you're right. It's a because potential. we need to see how then you don't have to worry. So like the, the Zbeck triple, and then there are a bunch of uh, other lower cost solutions for sticking two monitors onto the back of your laptop, but they're all in one folding frame. Mm-hmm. And if you damage one of those monitors, the whole thing's dead. Yeah. So here, if you damage one of the monitors, you can replace it because it is a separate component. Yeah. It's built on the same system. So, I mean, oh. they're not cheap, but you it's its not like the entire thing becomes garbage if no, 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 one no. They, small part of it breaks. They're, um, I, I appreciate their build quality with the setup that I had. And I think uh, with mine, uh, I mm-hmm. did have a problem with the first unit they sent me because it was pre-production. But then after that, it was pretty solid. Yeah, it's really really good. So I'm going. It's boutiquey, it. but this has been really well built from a uh, a smaller sort of uh, not Kickstartery, but you know, crowdfunded yeah. kind of company. You can tell a lot of thought and a lot of iteration has already gone into these designs. So I, I'll, sure. I'm hopefully going to have a video out on that pretty soon too. And then uh, just to wrap it up, I uh, both of us have been playing with the really big batteries. Yeah, like. Those Why, big, it, well, crazy for the company that you have. I played with their much bigger, cousin, yeah, the one that can like run igloo cooler and yeah, yeah. larger kinds of batteries. So All Powers sent over a little guy. This is the R six hundred, and uh, it's um, was this is a two hundred and ninety nine watt hour battery. So oh. it is a little on the bigger side. Oh, I've got something just fell off of it. Oh, this is a something that was on my NAS. Okay. Um, <laughs> This is this is a yeah, little is on fun. the chunkier side yeah, yeah, for two hundred and ninety nine watt hour, but yeah. it, it's what what we're seeing are those expanded capabilities from the more expensive solutions that are starting to trickle down. Things like I using like this as an uninterruptible power supply, um, better input output. You can charge it ridiculously fast. Like you can top this whole thing off in under an hour plugged into an AC unit. It supports up to 400 watt solar panels, which is a lot for something this size. And again, I feel like they've done this incorrectly where the top of it has a wireless charger. So that's it's an all power thing. They've done that even from, they, from generation years ago. They should never My do that. Thing has, has a wireless charger on the top. This yeah. just encourages people to use wireless charging. I feel like that's incorrect. They shouldn't do that. Um, they should get rid of it so that people use better charging. And my video just froze as we're wrapping this all up. That's how you do it. 
okay, let, <laughs> I love let me, it. By the skin of my teeth. The other one? <laughs> or you want to stay with um, it? Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll reset this here. So ready, go. Okay. So the, the biggest thing I'll probably say, hold on, let me just see, set it up here. And Juan is gone. We'll have him come back in a few seconds. So a lot of things kind of going on. A lot of, I'll say this, January, although it doesn't look like it yet, is going to be a, at least for me right now, a super crazy busy month. Yeah. So much stuff coming up, guys. So many things coming up that I can't really talk about right now yet, but hopefully very soon. Um, a lot of exciting stuff. Uh, we already have some exciting stuff with the X100, and of course, mm-hmm. uh, with some of the stuff that Juan's been playing with. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm playing with the PlayStation Portal. I'm playing with, you know, different tech, uh, Keychron keyboards, and so on. And and, and tell me, is, like, is... how hard it's been not to like import a OnePlus Twelve. <laughs> like, Dude. I've been wanting to just get my hands okay. on one. When I got the email, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I, I, I saw that, and I was like, a hundred dollars off on the OnePlus Twelve. And, it's, and it, I can get it in the white color because that's the other thing. We don't know what colors we're going to get. I have no in idea. The international variant. This is the biggest thing. Last year <sighs> we had white color. The last time we had the the white version, which was a pearl white, I think, if I'm not mistaken, was on the OnePlus Six uh, Pro, and that was that was the yeah. one we got. It was a limited edition. Came out very rare at the launch event, but. There's a lot of things coming up. Okay, uh, we already we saw you know Redmi's starting the launch phones. We're starting to see um, uh, what's it called uh, Xiaomi. I don't know when, but Samsung. We'll see OnePlus. We'll see other companies mm-hmm. as well. Moto. I'm pretty sure is right around the corner. I don't think Moto's yeah. going to wait too long. So no. um, next week, hopefully, we'll find some cool tech. And if I do find anything like really really cool, like last year, I'll say this. One of my coolest things that I found last year at CS 2023, which is something that we got a chance to play with. Oh are, yeah. Yeah, the polys. The polys. Those are great. Yeah, the poly are kick-ass, very, my, my favorite travel buds anywhere. They work so on good. anything. Everything and everything mm-hmm. works. But yes, we'll be back. Um, the audio version of the podcast will be coming out hopefully within the next day or so, unedited with all of our little hiccups and misses <laughs> and beautiful moments that we've had here. Um, awesome. I, I wish great. you guys all a prosperous and an amazing 2024. It's the start of it. We're, we're barely kicking it off. Uh, make sure to catch Juan back on Monday with the SGQA. I'm assuming we're back up on track yep. on that point. Back on track. Uh, from vacation. And uh, we'll be back here. We'll see you guys next week with more th- cool stuff to talk about. Because I'll be back fresh from CES the day of. And we'll just gun th- oh, we'll go through the whole yeah. thing. And, and we'll talk and we'll do a podcast and cover all that tech. So be safe. Stay safe. And, of course, we'll see you next week for another episode of The Best of Our Week. Bam.